Hello and welcome to episode 168 of the Just Jets podcast. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging with you today to discuss a few different things. Number one, we will be talking about the Jets skyrocketing up the AFC power rankings, things you love to see. We will talk about potential primetime options for the New York Jets as the schedule comes out on Thursday. And we will, of course, get into your voicemails before all of that. Summer is coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod yet? Well, Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be that guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair popping out. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure they are hairless. That's okay. It happens to the best of us. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping with my code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Courtesy of Manscaped, make sure you are all set for the summer. Weather getting a lot nicer now. Things, Another thing you love to see. So PFF put out their AFC power rankings, and I was pleasantly surprised where the New York Jets came in on this list. We'll go through there. They it was a top ten. They didn't include any other teams outside the top ten, and I think you'll be pretty happy with where the Jets find themselves on this list. Really, no complaints. My complaints kind of come after the Jets, but uh, we'll we'll get through all of that. Let's start the top and work our way down instead of the reverse order. Uh, coming in at number one is the Kansas City Chiefs. Can anyone be surprised that Kansas City? Uh, the defending champion is the number one team in the conference. No, they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. Uh, and coming in at number two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, not really much uh, of a surprise there. The Bengals found themselves in the AFC championship game last year. Uh, they made a run to the Super Bowl the year prior. They beat the Bills in the playoffs this past year. They deserve to be the number two team in the conference after really for years, it was the Buffalo bills who are right there with the Kansas city chiefs. Some even put the bills ahead of the Kansas city chiefs. But I think based on what we saw last year and based on how these teams are loading up, each of those rankings are fine. I have no issue with either one of them. And third is the Buffalo bills. This is where Buffalo comes in. And I agree. I think they deserve to be, number one, they deserve to be ahead of the Jets. They deserve to be the favorite in the AFC East. That is not to say that they aren't a beatable team. That is not to say that they haven't uh, you know, lost some guys in some key areas. Uh, and that's not to say that they haven't, in a way, disappointed in the last couple of years by not reaching the Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. But I think it's absolutely fair that they come in at number three. And I do think that, that there's a world in 2023 where the New York Jets are competitive with them. I do think they have everything that it takes to be competing for an AFC East title. And apparently PFF agrees with me because coming in at number four, the fourth best team in the AFC, the New York Jets. I love it. The Jets obviously skyrocket up the power rankings after landing Aaron Rodgers and after this draft class. Uh, to round out, I'll give you the five through ten real quick and just give you some thoughts. The Chargers at five, Browns six, Ravens seven, Dolphins eight, Jaguars nine, Pittsburgh Steelers at ten. So just a couple uh, of thoughts here, honestly, for me. The Jets projecting in this one as the top wild card. 
which would be the five, meaning they would play the worst division winner in the first round. I could totally see that happening. Now, I want the New York Jets to win the AFC East. I want them to have a home playoff game, and I'd like them to even get a bye. Probably a tough ask because, well, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals are you know, heavy Super Bowl favorites for a reason. Not that the Jets don't have Super Bowl aspirations and realistic ones they do. Now with Aaron Rodgers, they have a quarterback who can compete with any of these teams. Uh, I, I think that it's a fair, their top four is absolutely fair. After that is where I start to get some issues. The Chargers, I think, are too high. I would lower them a little bit. The Ravens and Dolphins should be higher. Browns probably shouldn't be on this list. Uh, Jaguars should also be higher and Steelers are a borderline team. I'm not going to get Nick nitpicky over the Steelers, but the chargers at five is way too high. And the Browns at six is also way too high. Uh, I think the dolphins are too low. I think the Jags are too low. And I think, ah, maybe the, maybe then the Ravens are okay there and maybe at best six, but New York jets. How about that? Coming in as the fourth ranked team in the AFC, when you include NFC teams. Now, this is not going off a of PFF. This is just off the top of my head. I would think the uh, Philadelphia Eagles would probably, well, not probably, will be the number one team in the in the NFC. So the, I would rank them ahead uh, of the Jets and probably put them two ahead of the Bengals. And none of the NFC South teams, none of the NFC North teams. And I would say the 49ers deserve it. Dallas, uh, I don't think you could put them that high just because of, well, they've underachieved a, a, a ton. Every single year they do it time and time again. They have a good roster, but I would put them probably below below the Jets. I'd put the Seahawks also below the Jets. Uh, who are some other good NFC teams? NFC North is wide open, man. I guess Detroit is going to be up there. I think they should be higher than some of these, you know, the bottom of the AFC teams, but not in front of the Jets. So absolute worst case scenario, I think Jets are probably sixth or seventh in overall NFL rankings. Uh, being top 10 in the power rankings is really exciting. Uh, I do agree. I do think they should be a top 10 team in the power rankings, but coming in at number four in the AFC, all fair. I have no issue with the three teams in front of them. That's the exact order that I would do it. I just think I am a little bit lower on the Chargers and Browns and a little bit higher on the Ravens, Dolphins, and Jaguars, but really not a whole lot uh, to complain about from me on that list. The second thing that I wanted to get into before we get to your voicemails on this lovely program, episode 168 of Just Jets, is the schedule. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I guess I shouldn't say that, but on Thursday, that is a much better way of doing it for a podcast that people can listen to at any time in any place. Matthew, come on, get it together. On Thursday evening, the New York Jets will have their schedule released along with the rest of the NFL. By the way... 8 p.m. is when the live show is. So I will be live at 8 p.m. on Thursday or a few minutes before 8 p.m. on Thursday to give you my reaction. We'll hang out. We'll go through the Jets schedule together. I am really excited to find out. I made my predictions. I had the Jets in four primetime games. The most you could go up to is six. They very well could have six primetime games, by the way. 
Uh, but I put them against the Giants in prime time, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Bills. Those are my four teams that I put in prime time. But spoiler, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is because I went through, I did a whole video on my predictions for what I think the schedule could look like. And obviously it's just a guessing game. It's fun. We're just doing it for fun. It's not, you know, we're not doing brain surgery out here. Sports are supposed to be fun. Uh, so that's why the video went out there, because I know there were some negative Nancys in the comments over it. Uh, but here are the teams that I think the Jets could be playing in primetime. And I guess first we should probably start uh, with the just the imp- opponents in general. So at home, the Jets this year at home play the Commanders, Eagles, Falcons, Chargers, Chiefs, Texans, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. And on the road this year, they play the Cowboys, Giants, Broncos, Browns, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, and Pats. Those are their 17 opponents this year. And I think these are the teams that we could see the Jets against in primetime. Number one is the Giants. And now I know they say, well, why would they put that in primetime? That might, you know, it's from a national perspective. People don't care about that on a national level. It's a New York thing. It'd be cool for New York, but do people outside of New York care about it? I think it would be enough of a draw, especially if it was week one in the season. I've talked about this for a while of what, you know, I'm hoping week one is against the Giants on Monday Night Football. But these are two teams with pretty high expectations. The Giants made the playoffs last year and won a playoff game. Daniel Jones got a contract extension. They are a really well-run football team. And the Jets obviously have playoff expectations. So the two teams who have playoff expectations being put in prime time, who also, by the way, play in the same state, the same stadium. It would be like if the Chargers and the Rams played each other in prime time. That sounds like a Monday night game. I'm not saying a Sunday night or maybe it's even a Thursday night, but uh, that might be a little too high for Sunday uh, for for Thursday rather. But. I think that absolutely could be a Monday night game. I don't get the it's not enough national draw. I disagree. I think it absolutely is. The Philadelphia Eagles is definitely a team that they could be put in prime time. Number one, Eagles just so dominant last year. They were in the Super Bowl. They have a young quarterback who's the face, who's one of the faces of the league in Jalen Hurts. Jets with Aaron Rodgers are obviously an interested just by themselves. Uh, so when you combine those two things, I think the uh, the Eagles and the Jets would make a ton of sense. This one, I think, has Sunday night football potential, by the way. So it is the Chiefs. Now, I said that I could totally see this as like the CBS four o'clock game. But if you told me this was a primetime game, I would also believe it. One, Pat Mahomes. Uh, going up against Aaron Rodgers, that's definitely primetime material with the quarterbacks going up against each other. Two teams in the AFC with playoff aspirations. Who knows? Maybe someone will say, hey, this is maybe a potential AFC championship game preview. Or, hey, this is a potential playoff preview. Uh, I absolutely think the Chiefs could be a team that the Jets would get in primetime. The Cowboys, do I even have to explain that one? Whether it's Thanksgiving, that's another one that I think could be Sunday night. Uh, the Jets, I believe, opened their season against the Dallas Cowboys in 2010. Yes, they did. Was that a Sunday or a Monday night? I don't remember if it was a Sunday or a Monday night. Uh, let's see. We'll pull it up right here, Jets 2010 stats, and I'll pull it up uh, whether it was a Monday or a Sunday. Uh, no, they opened up against the Ravens. I apologize. It was 2011. The following year, it was a Sunday. Yep, Sunday night football uh, Jets Cowboys. Now, I absolutely think that has potential to be a opening of the season game. Cowboys are in prime time all the time. They have a, a very big national audience. As for the Jets, once again, 
storyline. They're one good team, two storyline with Aaron Rodgers, playoff aspirations, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Uh, they are marketable. And it's strange because, you know, for so long, the Jets haven't played on Sunday Night Football in forever. And probably rightfully so, because they've been mostly a joke since 2012. Uh, 2011, we know they missed the playoffs, but from 2012 onward, not really all that deserving of it. Um, recent examples of primetime games, the Jets played on Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars at home. Gross. Uh, in 2021, what the heck was their primetime game in 2021? Did they play against a divisional opponent? No, they must have played a Thursday night football game at some point. Who the heck did they play? Let's think. Who knows off the top of their head? 2021 Jets stats. Uh, I'm very curious. Now, it's going to, that's how my brain works. I'm not going to be able to do the rest of the episode if I don't think about it. Thursday night was against the Indianapolis Colts. There we go. That was the Thursday night. Primetime game. By the way, the Jets lost 45-30. to 30. Their defense gave up f- almost 500 yards of offense. That's crazy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They put up almost 500 yards of offense. 486. Their defense allowed 532 yards against. Brutal. 2020, the COVID year, the Adam Gase year, the Jets played Thursday night football against the Denver Broncos. 2019, you had the seeing ghost game. That was a Thursday night game. Oh, no, a Monday night. That was a Monday night game. Did they also play on Thursday? Yes, they did. They played the Baltimore Ravens that year. That's right. I forgot about that in 2019. And then in 2018, they started the season on Monday night football, and then they played against the Cleveland Browns on Thursday. So it's been a while since they've been, at least on Sunday night football, but just in general, primetime, but that would make sense. And then you got to throw in any of the divisional opponents. Pats, because it's a rivalry, even though the Pats are probably going to stink this year. Apologies to the Patriots fans listening. Not that there probably will be any. Um, I don't see them you know, being a, a, a good team this year, but a, a, pa- a Pats-Jets, is that's a, it's a rivalry game. It's been a one-sided rivalry, at least recently, since they haven't beaten them since 2015. Uh, Dolphins, Jets... And Bills, Jets, both those Bills and Dolphins both have playoff aspirations. Uh, Dolphins are, you know, a fun team with some stars and, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and they trade for Jalen Ramsey. Bills, do we even have to explain it? Um, But I think Jets, Bills, of the divisional games, Jets, Bills, I think, has a good chance to be in primetime this year. I would That would be my guess. If it was up to me guessing, I would think it would be Jets, Bills is the division game that's in primetime. They could have as many as six. I predicted four. I think they end up with four. Maybe it is the full six. That'd be that'd be nuts. But what a one eighty that would be, um, because we're totally used to the one o'clock on Sundays, and I'm gonna miss that. I am in the minority. I understand myself and Green Bean who love the the Sunday at one o'clock games, but this team being good and you know having to stay up and watch them at nighttime, I'll, I'll live with it. <laughs> I say live with it tongue-in-cheek, because I would obviously take it with what we've seen over the last little bit. Let's go to the voicemails now. I'm excited to get into it. First up is Rez in PA. He wants to get into uh, Makai Becton and what I think of him this year. What's up, Matt? It's Rez in PA. What's up, dude? Uh, well, first, I want to apologize. I sound like I was dying last time <laughs> <laughs> I called in. That's but okay. Anyways, man, um, 
Just wanted to touch bases on the O-line. How we feeling, man? We got a Turner in. Uh, got a couple pieces now. And, uh, I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little still skeptical about Makai, obviously, but the upside of Makai is just, you know, it, it's, it's something that I still regard as something of high value. Um, and, uh, the question I had was if Makai outperforms, uh, what do we do? What do you, do you think we just bring the guy back? Cause Wayne Byron is 37, 38. One of, I don't remember exactly the age, but, It'd be good to know, obviously, after this year. But uh, what, what would you would you consider re-signing Makai if, say, he's progressing through the season? That's a better question. If he's showing tremendous progress during the season and just tie him up, or just play out the year, see how far we go, and then figure out Makai later. Um, yeah, that's kind of something now that uh, aside from the from the other pieces we might be considering, sense of safety stuff like that, which. At this point, I'm 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 okay with it. I put it all to bed by now with the amount of uh, additions we've had and the draft. But anyways, man, you have a good one, man. Go Jets. Yeah, I am very curious to see what happens with Makai Becton this year. Number one, first and foremost, where's he playing? Is it going to end up being on the left side of the offensive line? So he had the tweet that was since deleted talking about, uh, you know, I'm I'm the left tackle, and then Robert Sala goes out and says, hey earn it which agree totally um and supposedly you know i feel like it's been widely widely rumored that he is expected to play on the left side i just don't, i don't know based on if you're trying to put the best five out there wouldn't it make sense for him to be at right tackle with Dwayne brown at left tackle anyway but i don't think a contract extension happens this year i think if he plays well and the jets want to bring him back they would then franchise tag him for the 2024 year. I don't anticipate them, uh, even if he's like, let's say he's playing and you know staying healthy in their 13 games for the season. Even still, I don't think they would pull the trigger on uh, on the contract extension. I would think the franchise tag, uh, and then see how he plays on the franchise tag uh, at that point. And if he stays healthy those two years and looks like the guy you thought you were getting 11th overall, then you can give him that long term deal. Then that's a completely different conversation, but he hasn't played since week one in 2021, uh, which is obviously you know why you're a little bit hesitant. I I, I get it. I I don't know what they're gonna do. It's I, I think you fr- I think you franchise tag him. That would be my guess. Would be that they franchise tag Mackay back then. Let's go to and thanks again, Rez, for calling in. Let's go to Maine Jet. He wants to get about. Uh, why the Jets shouldn't be slow starters. Hey, Matt, this is Maine Jet calling. I just wanted to weigh in on uh, Aaron Rodgers coming to the JETS. <laughs> and sure. you know what? Uh, here's how I think it is going to affect this team almost immediately. You've heard me complain, and I've called in at the beginning of this last season, and you had no answer for it, which was understandable, and that was that, this Jets team is notoriously slow starters, and they never win the turnover battle. Now, I can't say that they'll win the turnover battle uh, this time. However, I do know that we have a quarterback that's going to be a lot more certain with the ball, and he avoids turnovers like the plague. Okay, <laughs> But the best thing here is, is we won't be notoriously slow starters. It won't take us a third of the game to get started. 
Okay, with Aaron Rodgers on the team and having guys like Garrett Wilson around and a healthy Brees Hall, you know, we can really take it to him right from the opening uh, kickoff. And that's what I think is going to be the best thing for this team. On defense, what we're looking at, we we got to get Quan Alexander uh, back in. Because I'd like that. that's uh, a missing piece the way I see it, and I still think that we need another safety. But with that said, um, I look at guys like Jermaine Johnson. They should be getting better. I look at Quentin Williams, who, well, he should be happy, and they should be able to sign him by the time the uh, uh, regular season opens up. So I'm psyched. I'm psyched, and I just want to know how you feel um, about what I said. And uh, anyway, have a good day, and go Jets. Appreciate it. As always, Maine Jet, thank you so much for calling in. What I, what I did while you were talking here, I, I wanted to pull up Aaron Rodgers' numbers because you're right. The interception numbers being as low as what they are for most of his career is truly, truly impressive. By the way, okay. So let's back up the bus a little bit. He becomes the Packers starter in 2008. That's his first year. They go 6-10. and 10. Uh, He had a pretty nice year, though. He threw for 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, had a 93.8 rating. Solid. Well, it wasn't, you know, God mode Aaron Rodgers. But he was a, in 2008, he was like, okay, yeah, this kid could obviously play. Uh, but thir- uh, 13 interceptions, which is career high. He had... 11 in 2010, the year that they won the Super Bowl, by the way. And he had 12 this past year. Other than that, so in how many years is this? In, what, 15 years? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 seasons. He has thrown double-digit interceptions just three times. In 15 years as a starter. Here's some here are some interception numbers for you. Four, five, four, two in a 16 game season, by the way. Two, six, seven, eight, five, six, eight, six. And oh, by the way, he's mixed in a 37 touchdowns to four picks, 48 touchdowns to five picks. Do I think it's gonna be that high? I per I personally don't. I don't think he's going to throw forty touchdowns this year. I hope he does. That would be great. But even if it's like let's say, I don't know, a little over four thousand yards, thirty two touchdowns, ten picks, I'm signing up for that because unfortunately we have seen time and time again the Jets quarterbacks turn the ball over like crazy. Darnold had an issue with it. Wilson had an issue with it. Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of the best quarterback seasons we've seen in Jets history. Had a it had an issue with it. On and on and on. They, these quarterbacks that the Jets have run out there have had issues. So, um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think that's going to be. I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. Uh, and you're right. I don't think that they're going to be slow starters either, because they're going to be able to move the ball. One of the biggest things is, you know, early on in games, the Jets' offense never did anything. It took them forever to get going. If they can move the ball up and down the field and defense steal them a possession every once in a while, they should be able to score. And I'm not saying, you know, a top three scoring offense, but can they be a top 10 scoring offense? Can you? Because if so, watch out. Absolutely watch out. Let's go to Max is calling in from New Jersey. Uh, and he has some predictions for the Jets' schedule. All right, let's do it. 
Hi, this is uh, Max from Poland, New Jersey, and here's my thoughts on the Jets schedule. So, I think the Jets are going to start off on Monday Night Football against the Giants. That's my first prediction. Okay. And then my second prediction is we play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. And then my uh, the next prediction, and then we play Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, the Bills on Sunday Night Football. We play the Eagles on Monday Night Football. We probably have charges on Thursday night. So that's my prediction. And then my next prediction is, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want I wanted to just suggest to play Vegas or the Broncos early in the season because I don't want to play them late in the season because, like, the weather will be colder. And in the case of Vegas, it's going to be, like, a lot higher in December. So I hope the Jets get, like, the first two weeks of the season. What's your thoughts on this? Go, yeah, so uh, a couple things. I... I love the idea with the season opener. I agree that I think Cowboys and Jets could potentially be the Thanksgiving game. Uh, there is a lot of juice there, so I totally get that one. Uh, Chiefs in primetime, they obviously made my list. Vegas and Broncos, I it doesn't really matter to me when they go out to Vegas or, or Denver. Uh, I guess you bring up a good point with you know the weather uh, towards the end of the year in in Denver, but with Vegas they play. I mean they play indoors, so that doesn't really, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter to me because the conditions are on the field are going to be the same uh, anyway. So uh, I can't wait to this to this uh, schedule comes out, man. It's uh, an insanely insanely anticipated season for good reason, and I just want to know who's playing. I want to go through to the win loss win 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 loss thing. It's fun. Absolutely fun. Let's go to Toby calling in. Toby is calling in from Portland. All right, Toby, let's get into it. What's up, Matt? This is Toby from Portland, Oregon. Toby Bagley. Um, so I just want to start off with saying that I love you. I love Green Bean. I think the Jets have the best community, the best fan base in all, in all of football. Thank you. I love you. I want to start off with saying that. But I want to also give... I want to give Joe Douglas his flowers. I know that we talk so much about Joe Douglas. I think there, there was a little bit this year of people griping on Joe Douglas. But if we, I just want to look back to 2020 real quick. I want to look back to 2020 real quick okay. and say, wow, how much, how much better we've gotten. Zach Wilson, love the guy, bad football player. That one was a miss. Ty Beckton, he's going to play left tackle, by the way. Um, I've been talking to him. Yes, I talked to him. I, 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 we, we actually, I was actually formed a little bit of a friendship. I, uh, we've been talking on Instagram for like a year now. Um, oh, that's I have cool. His number, call him, we talk a lot. Um, but I don't know. I just love Joe Douglas. I love what he's done. And I wanted to ask you, what you think our record prediction is going to be? Because I think that um, I think that we're going to be. I wouldn't. Okay, I'm going to go on a limb and say that we're going to be a 12 win team. I think we're. I think we're going to have 12 wins. Um, it's going to be. A, it's going to be a gauntlet. But I think that we have the best roster in the NFL right now. I know. I know the New York Jets have the best roster. I might be biased. I definitely am. But <laughs> that's okay. That's my first question. I want to ask you how many. What, what do you think our record is going to be? And then I wanted to ask you what you think Jermaine Johnson's role is going to be. And then I want to ask you um, Garrett Wilson's um, like touchdown prediction um, and receiving yards prediction. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Love you, Matt. Love it. Love. If you talk to Green Bean, I love Green Bean. I think we got an argument one time on Instagram, but it's all love. And yeah, love from Portland. See you. Absolutely appreciate it, man. So uh, let's run through. Let's run through these. So we'll go in reverse, uh, just because I think that would probably be the easiest way to do it, because that's what's freshest in my mind. With Garrett Wilson, how many? Ca- I want to see how many catches he had last year. Eighty-three. Can you catch a hundred balls this year? <laughs> like, all right, I'll go ninety-eight catches, ju- uh, just over thirteen hundred yards, nine receiving touchdowns. That'll be my prediction for uh, Garrett Wilson. Jermaine Johnson will be a part of the rotation. He will be used more than what he was last year. Jermaine, in 2022, I want to give you the snap count percentage. He played 34% of the snaps. That number will be closer to 50. Uh, It won't quite be 50, but I think he will play more. He'll have... Four and a half sacks, which I know that's not some gaudy, that's not gaudy numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but he is going to be very, very, very good against the run. Uh, sometimes it takes these pass rushers to develop a little bit, but I'll say four and a half sacks, very good against the run in a rotation role for Jermaine Johnson this year. And for the win total, 12, I think is that's not that crazy a number. I think. Uh, I'm probably going to fall on 11 or 11 or 12. I think 11 or 12 would be my range. Last year, it was like 7 or 8. I ended up going with 8 and 9, and they finished 7 and 10. Uh, this year, um, between uh, 11 or 12 wins for this Jets team, um, if things break right, could it be more? I guess. Yeah, it can. The, the team has a very, very high ceiling, obviously. Uh, to me, the floor is anything less than 10 wins, I think, would be disappointing. If they're nine and eight and sneaking in as a seven seed, that I would be annoyed by that. I think you got to win double digit games. I think it's going to be eleven or twelve. Don't have a number that I'm landing on, but I don't think twelve is that crazy. Thank you, Toby. Let's go to Brian calling in from Virginia. He wants to talk about how he is excited and how Aaron Rodgers seems excited too. Hey, Matt, it's Brian Bogan calling from Virginia. What's up, I'm uh, just calling just with a general statement, I guess. Uh, I recently changed jobs. I went from being a veterinary technician uh, to getting very tired of dealing with people, so I went to school <laughs> to get my CDL, and now I'm a long-haul truck driver. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't get to interact with you guys much uh, on streams, but I still listen to your streams every day and, and you know do what I can. But uh, my main point is, Aaron Rodgers looks so happy to be out of Green Bay and in New York. And I just say, I hope my life change that I went through recently just ends like that. I just, I want to be as happy as Aaron Rodgers right now. Now, you might have some psychedelics on board, but <laughs> true. I just want to be as happy as that dude is with a, with a big change in his life. And right now, I mean, things are going well. I'm making good money, and I don't have to deal with crazy people. I just deal with the people I want to deal with. Uh, so it's working out pretty well so far, although I'm only about a week into being on my own. Uh, but uh, that's basically it. I, I, I'm just I'm happy that Aaron Rodgers is happy because he wants to be here, um, and we didn't have to pay some crazy price for him. I know it's a little bit more than we expected, but it wasn't sure. like the Trey Lance pick trade. I mean, it wasn't three first round picks and blah 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 blah. I mean. It's, 
we got, I mean, he's older, but we got a elite quarterback for not that much. And we're building a team around him. We already had a great team, and I'm just super excited for the season. I just wanted to call in just to say that. It's been a while since I called in. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I hope you're doing well. I hope all the guys are doing well, and uh, and I'll hear from you soon. Go Jets. I appreciate it. Thank you for checking in, Brian. Uh, I, you know, one appreciate you letting us know what's going on uh, uh, in your life. Good, good luck as uh, a truck driver. That's that's awesome. Um, and it's a it's a big change, like you said. But it's I think you made the right decision based on uh, by what you told me there. That if you were you know struggling with the people that you had to deal with at the at the vet clinic, then yeah, man, go for it. I love that. My dad drives a tow truck. I loved riding in the tow truck with him. Uh, and as for the the rest of it, I think you are pretty spot on, man. He looks happy. He looks rejuvenated. And sometimes that's what you need is change. And I, you love it. You you compared it to your own situation, which is which is great. I I could tell you since I've jumped into doing this more and you know putting the effort into doing this full time, as my blue screen might blow away on me. I have the windows open and. We're circulating. We're getting the cross ventilation on both sides, and I fear that my blue screen is going to drop on me. But moral of the story, that that's made me feel better too. And you have a new passion and just rejuvenated and just an eagerness to get after it. At least that's how I feel about it, and I, I think you do as well, and I think Rogers does too. It's going to be really fun. I, ho- I hope you're able to follow along with us. I know you might not be in the comment section as much, and that's fine. And if you watch and but don't comment, that's also fine, too. I just I appreciate each and every one of you guys that, that tune in. It's, it's amazing that I get to do this every day. It's a blast. Let's close out with the legend Travis from Ohio. Hey, Matt. What's Travis up? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. I know you were a, just a little lad when... Rex Ryan came to town and Jets were actually threatening. And they that was high school, Matt. Two years in a row. Before that, uh, you might be able to remember Vinny and the Jets. The, that one year, magical year, when we lost to Denver in the AFC Championship. Then before that, we had one good run with Ken O'Brien. And then... Mark Gatineau suplex burning Kozar, belly <laughs> back on his head, and we've got a oh, no. penalty called against us for unnecessary roughness, and that could have been an awesome season right there. But for the first time in a long time, we feel like a threat, man. Like, it feels good. Like, all this little squabbling, you know, can go by the wayside. we got odds on Super Bowl this year. That doesn't freaking happen, man. I think everybody should just enjoy it. I mean, hell, we got Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. We got a good defense and all kinds of young dudes that can actually play all over the place. We got got we got to worry about guys we're going to lose when we cut down our roster. That usually doesn't happen. Anyway, love you, buddy. Want to see that cartwheel? <laughs> I'll get you, I'll get you one of these days. I keep forgetting. I got to have someone record me. That's my problem. And then the, when I guess I don't, I guess I could theoretically just set up my camera and do it, but I will get a cartwheel for Travis one of these days. I promise. 
But yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It's been a long it's been a long time. I I came in in the chat era, early two thousands is when I I get into it. Uh, really, oh four. I don't remember two thousand two, um, but oh three was the first year that I knew what was going on and was into it. Oh four playoffs. Eric Barton almost ruining my life for against San Diego. Then Doug Bryan, the missed field goal. Uh, oh, 06 team, a surprise, good Chad Pennington season. Not the, a surprise that Chad was good, but he led that team to a, a surprise playoff appearance, bringing Favre in 08, 09 and 10, my two favorite years, uh, as jets, as a jet fan, I could probably tell you just about every, I think off the top of my head, uh, I'm not gonna do it on the show cause it'd be bad, but, uh, I could tell you their records and who they want, who they beat and who they lost to that year, obviously, Nine and seven, and then eleven and five. Uh, it, it was, it was a very, you know, big, big year, big moment. Um, and hopefully, there's a lot more of that in our in our near future as Jeff fans. You know, it's been from the time I was, I don't know, fifteen through twenty seven. It was pretty rough, <laughs> rough, rough times as a Jeff fan, and hopefully, that's turning around now. But. That is going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. If you are new, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, comment, whatever it is, a like, a subscribe, a share. That all really helps a lot with the algorithm, and I appreciate all the love and support. I'm Matt. I'll catch you next time.